Welcome everyone to our e-witness tonight on Saturday Night Broadcast. And we are so excited that you have been able to join us. And uh, we're excited to share with you just some things from our heart. And uh, we give honor to our pastor and his great vision, everything that he's doing right now. And, man, what a great week we've had hearing everybody's testimonies and everybody's witness. And uh, I think it's, it's going to be another great night. And um, I'm so glad to be joined here by Bethany Weaver and Kevin Demarius. Yes. And uh, we're, we're glad to have you guys. They're both heavily involved in our church. And, uh, and we're, we're excited to get into uh, their story. And uh, we're excited to see what God would have for them. Uh, to say to us. And so I want to ask you, uh, Bethany, I'll start with you. I know you were raised in church. And so, you know, your your view will be uh, very interesting. And Brother Kevin, you came into church as a teenager. Right. And so we're, we wanted to get these view, these different views about the church, about where you think we're at. And, uh, you know, just about how to live for God as a young person as well. But um, I'm going to ask this question to start off with. How long have you been in church? 20 years, born and raised. <laughs> uh, same same here, I was born and raised. But Kevin, how about yourself? For me, it's been 10 years. 10 years? 10 years. All right, awesome. Surprising when, to see, but it's been 10 years. How old were you when you got into church? Um, around 17, 18 years old. Okay, yeah. awesome, awesome. And uh, I'm going to ask you, what is your first memory of the church? Now, I know for me, I can remember... One of my first memories, I don't know how old I was, you know, because I was raised in church. One of my first memories, we were in Quincy, Illinois, at a church there. And one of my first memories was me as a young person. You know, I grew up sleeping under the pews and all that, all that, that kind of stuff. Um, but one of my first memories was the first time that I sat on the front row and I actually listened to the service to say, okay, what is God trying to tell me? And I remember that as a young person, you know, wow. sitting on the front row. And I remember after service, I told my mom, I was like, hey, mom, I listened to exa- I listened to what the preacher said today. <laughs> you know, and that's one of the first memories that I have of church. And, uh, you know, Bethany, I don't know, what, what, what can you, like, what's your first memory that you have of? Goodness. Uh, first memory, I would say, was Sunday school. Definitely. One of my first times going to Sunday school um, out of the, like, the little VPK pre-K that we had. Um I remember my Sunday school teachers, they were amazing. I had all these new friends just all of a sudden, and I remember walking down the hallway with my parents. I was just so excited that I had just increased in friends, and I got to learn about Jesus. And then I got to take notes sitting down with my parents and look like I was being an adult while I was actually coloring and making sick figures. (laughs) (laughs) Brother Kevin, how about you? For me, it would definitely be um, just coming to this uh, Eastwind Pentecostal church and just seeing... The people, wild, screaming, dancing, shaking under the power of God. And it was just amazing to me. I, I thought to myself, man, these people are crazy. You know, I'm like, what's what's possessed these people? You know, why, why are they screaming? Why are they, you know, dancing and shouting and, and running through the altars? And, you know, it, it just kind of challenged me when I saw that. And it was, it was kind of uh, a new norm for me. It wasn't something that I was previously exposed to. Um, and But I really felt... The, the call of God, and I really felt the tug of God, God really reaching to me. So, you know, my first experience really came from uh, Jania, my wife. 
uh, we were dating at that time inviting me to come. You know, it took her several times to invite me, but I finally came, um, you know, when she was getting baptized. So as she was coming to get baptized, I came to support her. And, you know, I was just exposed to just this wild environment where people were just going crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, it seems like uh, the first time you invite somebody, you know, sister so-and-so or somebody just tends to, you know, get a little, like a little caught up in the spirit, you know. <laughs> and, every time. Uh, yeah, every time, you know, God just kind of, you know, moves extra special. You know? He sure does. <laughs> but, you know, what, what was it maybe that, that got you really into church? For me, it was definitely when I received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Um, as I as I got into the church, I got baptized, um, and I started to come. I committed myself. I enjoyed the preaching of the word. I enjoyed uh, just the friendships that I I gained. And but it was really what kept me into the church, or what really got me into the church, was receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when I received the gift, I, I really understood just the the freedom that God gave me, the liberty that God gave me, and just a holy God would place His Holy Spirit within me, and that really changed my perspective on life that really changed my perspective on who God was and it really encouraged me to give myself you know so what kept me in the church I would definitely say was receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost yeah uh, now did, did you have any background in church or anything you know growing up no I didn't have a, a background in church my my mother would literally drag me to a Catholic church you know <laughs> okay. she would literally drag me yeah. um, until I got to the age where I can deny or refuse to go you know I would make up excuses and say you know I had headaches or I didn't feel well uh, but prior to coming to Eastwind I, I didn't have any experience with the Holy Ghost I knew nothing about it you know I knew nothing really about baptism in Jesus name um, I had just a little bit of experience Experience with the Catholic Church, and I didn't really understand it. And to be honest, I didn't really like it, you know. So, <laughs> but I came to this church, and I really felt the presence of God. You know, I felt uh, just the liberty, and that's what really got me into the church. Awesome, awesome. You know, I can uh, I can remember, you know, just growing up in the church, and you know, sometimes. Uh, you have thoughts, and I know, Bethany, you might be able to relate to this. Sometimes you have thoughts of, you know, oh, what is the world like? You know, if you grow up in a, in a, in a family that's committed. But, um, you know, what maybe I know you said what, what brought you into the church. But, Bethany, from your perspective, what, what's kept you in the church, you know, as a young person? Definitely. And that's something I've had to look back over through my relationship with God. What is actually keeping me here? Why do I want to be in a relationship with God? Who is God? Why? Why stay? And I would say it's definitely been my involvement in church, not just not just working for volunteer organizations or being out in the community with the church people, but it's also been just being with the body of Christ. I was a quizzer as a young kid, and in some of my teen years, those verses have kept me throughout so much. And the friends that I have gained, I have gained through those experiences. I can't, there's there's no experience that can replace that. And I really believe that God has used Bible quizzing and my involvement with the church and the body of Christ to keep me grounded. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that you said something important about friends, you know, the, in the church, you know. The people that you surround yourself with, you know, is a, you know, can be attributed a lot of the success that you're going to have with God. You know, whether you surround yourself with people that will, 
pull you away from God or you surround yourself with people that will draw you to God. And, you know, Brother Kevin, how, how did you make that transition? I mean, was it tough coming from the world and the friends that you had? And, you know, how did you surround yourself with the right people to help you grow closer to God? It was definitely a challenge. Um, but one thing that I believe God really did, is I, I truly believe God began to strip away the negativity from my life. Uh, after I got baptized, I was still struggling a little bit. You know, I got baptized in 2010. And I was still struggling with certain things, um, still kept some negative people in my life, you know. But God began to strip them away, and God just began to deliver me, and he just began to set me free, you know. And I just committed myself to the things of God. And no longer was God doing it, but I took the initiative to do it. It it was a challenge, but after God revealed himself to me so powerfully, I made that commitment and said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to change my life around. I'm going to submit myself. And as I gave myself to God, he just began to reveal himself for, to me the more and the more. And, and that just caused a hunger within me to be right and to live right. What about you, Bethany? I know you've talked about, you know, how God builds a hunger more and more, you know. Uh, can you think of anything or what maybe what's helped you gain that hunger? You know, like the, to just say, God, I want to grow more. I want to grow more. Definitely. My growing up here at East Wind with Pastor David Myers as my pastor and the amazing Sunday school teachers and youth leaders that I have had, um, the experience of going on mission trips to other countries mm-hmm. and yeah. getting out of my little bubble, my little group of friends, experiencing God outside of America and seeing how he touches people the same that I've always experienced but never understood. And then I would say that my hunger for God really, really developed through those years that I would go on those mission trips. Those were really um, trying times for me because I was actually, I was really, really delving into the Bible trying to figure out what I believed and why I was so connected. And just going and taking a step back from my church in my little world here and seeing God move in different places that really developed me as a young person yeah that's that's good to have that that different perspective that wider perspective is something you know that's so important to grow in your walk with God you know so many times you can make it about yourself you know you can make God all about you but but when you step back from it all you know and you make you make it about the kingdom God says hey if you seek first the kingdom you know, then, then I will bless you. I will add all these other things to you. And, uh, you know, I know we're talking to two people that are great examples of putting the kingdom of God first. And, you know, I remember Brother Kevin, uh, you know, whenever Brother Leroy passed away, uh, Brother Kevin would be down here every Saturday night cleaning the sanctuary and uh, helping us whenever that huge void was left from Brother Leroy. And, you know, just him putting all the time into the kingdom. He put so much time into our young people. And, uh, you know, what, what, what really helped you transition from, you know, kind of living life about you to living life for God? Because that's a huge transition. Right, right. I would say definitely as God revealed himself to me, um, just in my past, I experienced um, just a lot of heartache. Um, I had a father figure uh, who was in my mind, biological father. Um, He was never really in my life. And I had a stepfather who was verbally abusive. 
And, you know, looking back, I can see God really positioning me and kind of just using my past to reveal himself to me. So he took the things that happened in my past to reveal himself to me. And he said, no longer will you face these trials with, you know, people who, who rejected you. Um, but I'm going to accept you. You know, I'm going to put my stamp of approval upon you. I'm going to reveal my love and my compassion to you. And as God revealed those things to me, it just wanted me or it caused a desire within me uh, to seek after God. Because for the first time, I found purpose. You know, for the first time, I felt accepted and not rejected. You know, God showed, showed me what man does to you. I won't do that, but I will, I will love you. You know, I'll be compassionate to you. I'll develop you. I'll teach you. And I'll show you the right way. So it was really God just revealing himself to me and also what he wanted me to do. And as God just, as I surrendered and I submitted myself, and that was one thing that I really struggled with. Um, and the reason why I battled so much was simply out of rebellion. You know, it just, I was just so hard-headed and I wouldn't give God what he wanted. I wouldn't submit myself. You know, I, I can remember Jania, my wife, telling me, you know, you just got to submit. You just got to give yourself. And it, it was a point of time where God just began to break me. And God just began to remove everything out of my life that I put so much value upon. And he revealed himself to me. And that caused me, with by his spirit, by him filling me with the gift of the Holy Ghost, it just caused me to understand the love of God. Mm. And I felt his presence. And like I said, he put that stamp of approval upon my life. And, you know, he just blessed me so much with his presence. And once I received the gift of the Holy Ghost, I said, you know what? God is absolutely real. Mm -hmm. You know, God is, God is wanting me. God is calling me. God has a purpose and God has something for me. So that really propelled me and that motivated me to commit myself. And as I committed myself, God just began to remove the negativity, remove my, my concepts and the different thoughts that I had, you know, and the hurts and the pains. And God just revealed his love towards me. And that just helped me to commit myself. That's good. You know, in this time, you know, as you were saying that, I feel like, you know, sometimes you can almost see God kind of doing that right now. You know, God's kind of stripping away some things that we used to have in our life, obviously. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that's been stripped away, you know, from our normal life. And, um, you know, what, what do you think, and I, Bethany, I'll throw this to you and then Brother Kevin as well. You know, what do you think is one of the most important things to do during this time of social distancing or something like that. What's, what's something that you found that's important for you to do to draw closer to God during this time? Definitely. Well, during this time I have done my best to stay <laughs> committed to my daily devotion. There's a podcast I listen to, to get through the Bible in a year. Um, I really do want to get through the Bible this year. Um, it's, it's staying committed, staying dedicated, and remembering why you want to read the Bible, why you want to listen to the Word of God, why that connection with God is so important to you. It's remembering how His love is eternal, and it's never going to fail you, but also, we need to show Him love. We don't want to forget about Him because we're stressed. We want to remember Him, especially in times that we're having uh, difficulty, that even in the good and the bad, that he's always there for us, but we always want to remain faithful. And so it's just the notifications on my phone for my podcast or my Bible reading. That has helped me to stay faithful. Staying consistent. Staying That's good. Consistent. But Kevin, what do you think? What, what's, what's one of the most important things that you've found during this time that you've got to do? 
Uh, for me, I would say just three things that God really revealed to me is just remaining consistent, remaining in his presence. Um, because in his presence, there's a peace that he gives us. And no matter what's going on around you, that peace is what's going to keep us. Mm-hmm. And so that peace is, is what God begins to give us when we commit ourselves or when we allow ourselves to be in his presence. And the next thing is remaining in the word of God. And the word of God can cancel out any false doctrine, anything that the enemy will try to put in your mind, any lies, any any doubts that you may have, you know, and, and just the validity of the word of God is what, what keeps us. And then the next thing is definitely staying connected to the people of God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we got to take the initiative to remain connected because right now at this at this moment, you know, we can't really join together in the church as we typically do. You know, and just continue to build those relationships, checking on my brothers and also just and my sisters and, and praying praying for them. You know, as the Bible tell, tells us to, to build up, you know, the body and pray for the body, pray for our brothers and our sisters. Amen. Yeah, I think it's so important that we do connect during this time, you know, and that's, uh, I think that's one of the great things about us being able to do these broadcasts every single night is, man, we can have that word that cancels out, you know, we can stay connected with the church, we can, you know, we can stay connected, you know, on the chats even that we have, you know, on all of our uh, streams, our broadcasts that we do, you know, staying connected during this time is important. But I think, you know, I know all the speakers have said it, you know, everybody said it. But I do think that if we don't draw closer to God during this time when he stripped these things away from us, then we will really miss a great opportunity. We will really miss a great opportunity whenever there's a lot less voices, you know, a lot less distractions where we can say, God, I'm going to focus on you. I'm going to focus on your word. I'm going to focus on your plan. And I think that's something that that is that's very important to do. You know, what what would you say maybe about, um, you know, transitioning from, you know, just kind of it being just about you going through the motions? Um, Bethany, I'll start with you about being raised in church, but then transitioning to maybe be like, hey, God has a calling on my life. You know, the God God's calling me to to really reach out to to others goodness there was it was more of a gradual pull into complete involvement for me or not even complete but just getting involved um i was in sunday school one sunday morning and one of the lessons it just touched my heart so deeply and it made me really think about where my place was in the church what was i supposed to do and i prayed about it and i talked to my parents about it they helped me they guide me um I just, I remember God pulling on my heart in so many different directions, so I just became involved. I jumped in, and I just started learning everything I could in all the different ministries just to get that servant's heart and just to serve. Amen. Amen. Kevin, what about you? I mean, when did that, do you remember a transition happening or maybe a call from God, a service, or a time whenever you really felt like, all right, God's calling me to live beyond myself? Definitely. It it definitely took me some time because um, I was hard-headed, like I said. You know, I, I was rebellious, and God was pulling and tugging at me. But God revealed himself to me so much. And as he just 
kept revealing himself to me and I submitted myself. He just kept blessing me with just understanding of the word. And I said, no longer can I just be a bench warmer or just sit on the pews. Um, but I have to give this out. You know, I understood what was happening around me. I understood those that were lost, you know, on my job or those around me, some of my family members. And I just, there was just something within me that said, no longer can I just sit here, uh, but I have to be a servant of the Lord. And I got to a place where I said, you know, I'm just going to do whatever God wants me to do. You know, I'm going to start where my passion is. You know, I, I enjoy working with young people. You know, I, I enjoy reaching young people, those that are lost, you know. So I contacted the, the youth leaders at that time, and I said, whatever it is that I can help with, just let me know, what, whatever it is. And, and, you know, God gave me the opportunity, but it really came from just a desire within me that said, you know, no longer can I just sit on the pew and just receive uh, service sermon after sermon, and no longer can I just read the Bible and just receive God and just keep it within me, but I got to a place where I wanted to just distribute what God had given me. Yeah, you kind of have, you kind of get filled up, you know, right. and then it kind of like just bubbles up and you, you got you to gotta let it out, you know, it just overflows. Right. And, uh, you know, what, what would you say to somebody maybe who's like, you know, how do I find what God has for me? You know, what would what would your advice be to somebody that says, hey, you know, maybe maybe a young person or maybe somebody that's young in the church mm-hmm. that says, hey, I want to find my purpose, you know, that we've talked about. What what would you say to somebody like that? Oh, my goodness. Um, definitely. If you're a young person and you have a youth pastor, youth leader, reach out to them and just express that hunger and that desire to grow and see where they lead you what direction they might have you in just because they're they know more and they've watched you grow and then again if you're not in the youth or if you are just get your feet wet just ask to help in little areas here and there different minutes just just a taste test just to see where you fit and pray about it before and after ask god because most importantly he's the one who's going to have the final decision ask him where he wants you and then listen that's the most important one because you may say, well, I want to be part of the tech team. Well, ask God because he might want you as part of a different ministry. And, yeah, it's, a, it's important to, to be in the right spot, right? <laughs> right. You know, but until you get to that right spot, you know, I know you, Brother Kevin, like I said, I've, I've seen you clean in the sanctuary and stuff. That Those aren't things that necessarily you want to do, <laughs> you know, more or less. But, right. you know, is, is that maybe a key to you know to serving just to say all right god i'll I'll do whatever i can until you really show me what your purpose is right yes i definitely believe so because the true meaning of ministry is servant to you know when you when if you want to get in ministry whatever needs to be done in the church that's where you have to start off you know that's where you have to position yourself whatever needs to be done within the church and as you commit yourself and you just do whatever is needed wherever is needed you know god begins to open doors Hmm. but first before god can ever open those doors and trust you you know to be on the tech team or trust you to deliver a sermon or whatever wherever god leads you or whether it can be you know just to lead a song you have to serve in areas that's beneath that, you know, and it's, it's great in the eyes of God. You know, when, when, when God sees his child serving, because the scripture says he, he's going to say unto us, well done, thy, thou good and faithful servant. Yeah. You know, so that's what God is calling us to do is to serve in whatever capacity it is. Amen. 
Yeah, I know, and, and there's numerous references in the Bible that you can use, but I mean, just like Joseph, for example. Joseph, he, he, he learned that if he served no matter where he was, that God would keep opening more doors, like you just said, or David, you know? David had to learn how to serve sheep before he could lead Israel. You know, you got to lead sheep before you can lead people. And so he, he, he found these things. And you see this all throughout the Bible. And, you know, I really do think that is a, that's a great point for us to, to understand. What would you say? Uh, now, I want to I ask this question to both of you because I know, like I said, we have the opposing, you know, kind of ways that you come into the church, being born in the church and coming in as a teenager. Uh, you know, so what would you say to some that's that's in the church that's maybe thinking about uh, you know whether or not they really want to keep a relationship with God or not and what, what would you say to to somebody that's in church right now what would you say to them to say hey keep keep the faith well definitely remember the times that God has always been there for you how he showed up for you or how he showed up for your friends or your family remember how good he has been because He's always there for you, and we want to remain connected to God and love Him through everything because He's going to always stay faithful to us. And as long as we stay faithful to Him, then there is safety, there is comfort, there is peace, especially in times when we are so scared or worried about the future. God has everything under control, and if you remain with Him, then He has everything under control. Amen. Brother Kevin, like... From your perspective, maybe, you know, there's a young person there. You know, we work with the young people. You know, maybe there's a young person out there that's raised in church, and they're like, you know, this is all I've ever known. Maybe maybe this isn't, you know, what I should live my life on. You coming out of that into the church, what would you say to them? Amen. I would definitely say don't take the blessings of God for granted. You know, there's tons of people that wish they had what we have. You know, the gift of the Holy Ghost, the peace of God, the word of God. There's many people out there that wish they had it and they're looking for it. But they're looking for it in the wrong places. You know, they're looking for it in in drugs and relationships and alcohol. You know, so if there's a young person out there that that's not committed or, you know, haven't made up your mind to stay, I would definitely tell you, you know, just don't take what you have for granted. Man, man, I think that's so important. You know, you've got to you've got to constantly, like you said, you got to remind yourself of what God has done for you, you know, and you've got to constantly look at what God has done. And, uh, you know, as the old saying is, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. You know, I mean, we have God's given us so much, you know, and uh, we, we must be thankful for that. We must constantly remind ourselves of that. And I think that's really important. Now, on the flip side, you know, what would you say to somebody that's not in church? Maybe somebody's tuning in. Maybe somebody that has never been to our church. They've been watching our broadcasts. You know, they haven't uh, they have not necessarily taken the steps towards God, you know, repented of their sins, being baptized in Jesus name or been filled with the Holy Ghost. What would you say to somebody, you know, from your perspective, you know, what would you say uh, to them? Jump in. Get in, find a way, get connected. Um, Again, watching these broadcasts that we have is an amazing way to stay connected. Um, As soon as we have services again, try coming. Come and get connected with the people we have here. We would love to see you here. We want you to experience what we're talking about, the amazing things that God has to offer, the understanding that we learn through the Bible and the times that we get to to have. 
Amen. For me, I would definitely just echo the words of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. And he said, come unto me all that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Amen. When you get your when you position yourself and allow yourself to be in the word of God or in the work of God, I believe that God gives us a rest that nothing else in this word world can give us. You know, when we give ourselves to God, he gives us a rest. He gives us a peace. And we know that our our name, our name, our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So. So just commit yourself, give yourself, do whatever is needed. You know, contact, you know, a pastor in your area, contact someone, look it up, look up a, a UPC church in your area and find where you can be baptized the right way Amen. in Jesus' name and, and continue to seek after God and he'll bless you with this spirit. Amen. What would you say, like, if somebody's, you know, like, uh, will be kind of transitioning back into live services you know, over the next few weeks and months, you know, what would you say to somebody that, you know, may be kind of like, and they are a little crazy, you know, like you thought it the first time, you know, maybe what would you say to them? You know? uh, just get crazy with them. You know, that's what I did. You know, I said, these people are crazy, but I mean, I guess I'm crazy if I'm still here. So get crazy. You know, God is coming back soon and he's just wanting us to, to find that peace. He's wanting us to find that rest. You know, he's wanting to give his spirit you know he, he's wanting to anoint us and bless us with with this spirit so get crazy man now you, you talked about jumping in you know mm-hmm. um it, do you think there's a blessing that comes whenever you you do make that decision to say hey you know uh, i'm not going to sit on the fringes anymore i'm not going to sit you know by just silently i'm not just going to be somebody who just who just comes and, you know, doesn't get involved. Is, you know, is there a blessing that you think that comes with just that jumping in part? Have you found that in your life? I have. And it has come with literal jumping. Um, (laughs) As Brother Kevin says, get crazy. I remember times where my my faith was tested. God was just sitting there like, you going to do anything? Service is going great. Why aren't you moving? What's holding you back? That was more of the question. So what's holding you back? Yeah. Jump in, get involved in church with God, or just experience God. And like Brother Kevin said, get crazy because the literal jumping in can sometimes just change your life. Yeah. What about you? I mean, what what do you have you seen about just being sold out? What is that? What kind of blessings does that bring? I mean, I, I believe it, it brings a tons of blessings. I can just uh, just think of the scripture. It says that he's a reward of those that diligently seek after him. You know, so when there's a diligence in our spirit, no matter who's watching, no matter what's going on, you know, God begins to bless us. You know, as you give yourself, God is going to reveal himself. You know, and God is just waiting on us to, to take that initial step. And once we take that initial step, he's going to reveal himself. He's going to reveal his love, his mercy, whatever. Whatever it is that you need, God is going to be whatever it is for you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I think I think it's really important that you understand, you know, a lot of the I think a lot of the blessings of God and you know, one of the reasons why I think you guys are so blessed is because you guys do just jump in and you live your lives all about the kingdom of God. You know, and I know I know Bethany that stems from your parents, you know, your mom and your dad. They're just so committed. They help with our hands for healing team and I mean, run it practically, you know, with the help of their great team that they have and you know, and you, you've seen that example in your life of, of just being sold out. I know in my my personal life I've seen that example from my parents, you know, 
my parents, they just say, what, what, you know, God, what, what do you want me to do for you? And, you know, I would just encourage you, you know, as, as we close this out, as we come to an end here, that, that you would not just ask, all right, God, can we just get back to the way things were before, but say, all right, God, what can I do for you? How can, how can I become more involved? Whether that's taking the first step in a relationship with God, maybe you don't, you've never known God before, maybe that's just taking that first step, maybe it's getting baptized in Jesus' name, or maybe it's getting involved, or maybe it's answering that call of God that God's had on your life. You know, no matter what it may be, you know, we, we can testify and we can witness to say it doesn't matter where you are, where you come from, what your age is. If you say, God, here I am, I want to be used of you, God will use you and God can use you to help people. And in, and in turn, when you help people, it blesses you, Amen. you know, and that I think that's one thing that we've seen. And that's one thing, you know, going overseas, you know, we see that. I know we've all been overseas on our missions trips. And, and uh, one of the one of the great blessings from those types of trips is, you know, you think, oh, well, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, it is expensive to do, you know, and uh, yeah, it's time consuming. You got to take time off of work. You got to do all these different things. You, you know, you risk health and, you know. Uh, you risk eating something, you know, that, that won't sit right, you know, and di- all these different countries that you go to. and you, you risk all these things, but, you know, why would you go? Why would you do that? And, you know, it, it it's really one thing you find when you just truly say, God, I'm going to reach out. God, I'm going to help others. One thing I've found is that it blesses you more. Right. And, you know, is that, is that not the truth? Yes, I mean, have you found it's, it's, it's more of a, a yeah. blessing? And so in, in closing this out, uh, we're going to pray in just a minute. But I just, I just want to encourage you to say, you know what, God, this life isn't about me. It's about you. Amen. And so take my life. Take whatever, take whatever you need. And I, God, I'm going to live my life for you, for your kingdom. And make it about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is, is the church. Amen. The kingdom of God is, is the people of God. And so whether or not we can meet in a church building, we're still the church. Yeah. And we're right. still able to reach out. So like Brother Kevin said, call your brothers or your sisters and encourage them. Give them the word. You know, lift them up. Pray for them. Pray for one another in this time. And we're a witness to just say, you know what? God is great. And whenever we do great things for him... God can use us. God can bless us. And I wonder if we would just pray right now. Let's just pray. Let's pray for the people that are watching. And let's just ask God to bless them tonight as we close out this week. Amen. God, we love you. We praise you, God. We are so thankful, God, for your for your blessings, God, for your faithfulness, God, for, for your grace and your mercy, God, that you have shown unto us, God. No matter how we've come into the church, God, you love us all the same. God, no matter what where we come from, God, no matter what age we are, God. You reach for us, God. You love us. Your peace comes, God, and it touches us, God. I pray, Lord, that your peace right now, God, I pray, Lord, that your spirit right now, God, would reach into every heart, God, would reach into every mind, God, into every person that's listening, God, to this broadcast, God. We pray, Lord, that you would touch them, God. God, that you would give them a determination, God, to say, I'm going to live for you, God. And not only am I going to live for you, God, I'm going to do everything that I can. Take Take me, use me, oh God, and do what you
you will with me. God, we give you the praise and the glory, and we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us tonight. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow in our Sunday service. And we know that God's going to do great things as we gather together and worship the Lord. Amen. God bless. Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to thank you for joining us here at East Wind Pentecostal Church. And we want you to know that if you'd like to be baptized in Jesus' name, we can do that for you today. We can do it here at the church. We have a baptismal here at the church. We'll even come to your home if you have a swimming pool. We can baptize you in your swimming pool. It's that important for us to help you to be baptized in Jesus' name. We also want you to know that if you'd like to learn more about the Word of God, more about the Bible, that we have experienced teachers that can come to your home, teach you a home Bible study. We can even do a video chat. Whatever works for you, we want you to know that we're here for you. Also, very important, if you need prayer, we have prayer teams that can come to your house, pray for you at your home, or you can even send in your prayer request here to the church. We just want you to know that we're here for you and that we want to do anything that we can to help you in these trying times with your walk with the Lord. You can visit us at www.eastwind.church and our phone number is 321-723-2030. God bless.